Penguins hockey is over. It lasted five days. I've had rashes I got rid of quicker. Wait, it took long. Anyway, took long. What did I mean? Anyway, joining me to talk about it, the constructor and conductor of DKPittsburghSports.com, Serbian reactionary Dejan Kovacevic. Dejan, the Penguins fired three assistant coaches today. Did any of those dismissals surprise you, and how much impact will this really have? Yeah, I think two of the three did. I think we all saw Mark Recchi coming uh, with what had happened on the power play. And then, of course, the really strong hint that was thrown out by Jim Rutherford to that effect. But sending everybody out the door except for Mike Buckley. Uh, sorry, not Mike Buckley. Uh, yeah, Mike Buckley, the, the goaltending coach. Sorry, I get him confused with Mike Bales, the previous goaltending coach. Uh, sending everybody out the door is a surprise. Uh, I think that's done in part to send a message um, internally uh, to everybody that this is being taken very seriously. Uh, if you look at the individuals, Jacques Martin obviously had some success as an assistant coach here. The penalty killing was always pretty good. He was part of a couple of championships. Uh, Mark Recchi came as a coach later after Rick Tockett left and didn't have anywhere near that level of success, certainly on the power play. And Sergei Gonchar, I, everybody's going to think of him from his playing days and so forth, but the fact of the matter is you have to look at him as it relates to how he coached up the defenseman. Mark, not to pile on to you know civic subject number one, but one of the things that Gonch was charged with, and he told me this himself, Back at the time they acquired Jack Johnson was getting the best out of Jack. Um, that obviously didn't happen. So I, I'm not going to say that Gonch was fired because of Jack Johnson or whatever. I'm just saying that th there were a lot of different variables in that. I really thought only one would be moved, but this is a pretty powerful signal from Jim Rutherford. Well, feel free to blame Jack for Gonch's firing. He's being blamed for everything else. I actually was impressed by how Gonch did with guys like Marino and Pedersen. In fact, I would mm -hmm. not have fired Gonch, but I... I do get it. It's a shot across everybody's bow because if you're still here, you're responsible for the guys who lost their jobs. But I wonder how Evgeny Malkin will react to Gonchar's firing, although to be blunt, that shouldn't matter. It's time for things like that to not matter anymore. It shouldn't, but you know, you've seen Jim make moves like this before and actually acknowledge, even publicly, that he's making them in order to shake people up. And then the most obvious example, I know you're probably thinking of the same one, was the Carl Hagelin trade, where he took somebody that was you know, completely beloved, Patrick Hornquist's best friend, and moved him out of there in large part to shake up the room. And he said so himself. I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Gonchar thing had maybe even somewhere in the, you know, the recesses of his mind that he had Malkin in mind there. Although, you know, Malkin didn't exactly struggle in the playoffs. I mean, he he didn't score. He had 21 shots. No, no, he struggled. But but those 21 no, shots he didn't. were. Mark, 20, what are you doing? I, I, no, being right, didn't. like I always am, Pirate fan. Uh, he had 21 shots on goal, and most of them were like warming up the goalie. Mostly like warming up the goalie. Gino had some pretty good chances too, um, and especially on the power play, and he he gunned a few. Uh, Carey Price didn't have his life made as difficult as it could have been, but he also was very, very good, which was something that I predicted that you didn't beforehand. He's still one of the best goaltenders in the world. You're, you're right. As long as he gets mostly warm-up shots from distance, he is just terrific. Now, do you believe Jim Rutherford when he says he's keeping the core intact, that Malkin, Crosby, and Latang all come back, and is that what you would do? 
Absolutely on both counts. Yes, there's no question. I, I think if you take, even if you take the, uh, the sentimentality out of it, which you really should at this point, and you just look at it from a, from a fiscal standpoint, these guys are eminently affordable for their value. If Genny Malkin. True. That's absolutely true. If, yeah. If Genny Malkin had, I went and actually looked this up. He had, uh, you know, this had the most, the highest five on five points per game in the National Hockey League. He was the 39th highest paid player. Uh, Chris Letang had, I'm sure we would agree on this, had a very good regular season and a pretty good playoffs. And he was the 63rd highest paid player in the National Hockey League. No, no question. Neither of their salaries. All that, all that makes sense jumps. from a financial point. They need yeah. to do better in the playoffs. They need to change their games to adjust to the circumstances, not just their own aging, but the way the team has changed. Uh, and I wonder if you keep the core, if you can really change things. Jim Rutherford talked about more intensity in an elimination situation. Jim Rutherford talked about different leadership. I'm not sure either of those things change with all three guys coming back. Uh, they could. It's a challenge. Yeah, it feels but like it would be difficult. On this and it, it, it feels like you're reaching for symbolism more than anything else. No, absolutely here. I'm not. I don't think you can turn the page as long as those guys are there. I don't think anybody I else think, can uh, lead. As, that, like Jim Rutherford said they need different leadership behind Crosby. He did say that, right? He did, and I, I agree with that. I don't know that Latang and Malkin are where you've looked for that, even in the past. I mean, they've they've had their moments of leadership. But nobody else is going to step and up and try to age. lead as long as they're there. You're not going to yeah, rip an I A think, off their shirt to put it on somebody else's jersey, that's for sure. Well, I think you are. I, I, I oh, let me tell you something. Happen. Let me tell you. Let's see how those two react when their A gets taken away. I'm just let's see you, what I, happens I, then. You know, I, after three straight playoff losses, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen. Especially again, it depends on who who it is that we're talking about here. You know, when we look back over the Crosby era, and you think to the when Gary Roberts was there, when Bill Guerin was there, uh, these are the kinds of guys: Matt Collins, someone like that, who would come along. Well, give me a candidate right, then. Tell me who you think could usurp an A from I, Gino Rolletta. I, I mean, unless it's unless it's someone like the Hornquist, I don't know that that's in house. And also, honestly, not to deliberately change the subject on you here, but I really don't think leadership and who's going to be the veteran wearing the A matters anywhere near as much as getting some fresh legs in there. You know, I mean, this is all you're, you're getting into all this symbolic and tangible stuff. No, here. I'm repeating what Jim faster. Rutherford said. I'm repeating they what the general be. manager said. I understand that, but the general manager also said that he believes that they do need to get younger and faster and fresher, and that's on him. Yeah, I don't see that's that. that I don't see that coach. how that happens if you keep the core intact. And don't get me wrong, I'm a fan of all three of those guys, and I hope it works out. It would be mm -hmm. sad to see them go because of what they've contributed and how much they've won. But it looks to me like the Penguins are becoming Detroit, Chicago, and the LA Kings. Who's the core? Who's the who's the core keeping out from playing? How does the core keep Sam Lafferty from getting a spot in the lineup when he was the best I'll, player? I'll tell you what the core does. Camp. The core keeps from gripping it and ripping it on the power play. The core keeps it from working down low because they far prefer to attack off the rush. The core keeps unnecessary risk from being taken, even when the reward isn't there. The core does all of those things, and you know it. Yeah, we've also seen that the, that the core can be supplemented 
uh, by younger players to great effect in both 2016 and 2017. So you think that if Sid, Gino, and Latang just continue playing as they prefer, that that's not a problem? But I don't think we saw that this year. What's happening to you here? You watched the regular just, season, just right? Just facts and hockey expertise, that's all. Uh, I okay, mean, did well, you listen, see? Did, hockey, how, how often did the hockey. how often did the Crosby line work down low in the playoffs? <laughs> they were awful. But what's that how often did the Crosby did? line work down low in the playoffs? How often did they, they were astute attacking they off the rush? Nobody though, worked down low against Montreal. Yeah, that's nobody, right. But, no, who worked uh, down low against Montreal? They were awful. You're right. But, they played that, terrific. They, there was no problem. The Canadians locked out. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Well, Dejan, all they, the Crosby line did was attempt to attack off the rush when it was impossible because of what the Canadians were doing. So you're telling me there that... There were all that, kinds of problems that I think, can, I think and I feel very strongly can be solved by getting more young guys in there who can make an impact. There are plenty of places for those young guys in that lineup. There were plenty of places for them in this lineup. Going against Montreal. You're right, Sam Lafferty. He wins coach, the series, no question. The head coach, no. The head coach decided not to play any of them, and he went with what he had. Before that, the general manager decided to make sure that none of them could possibly get a chance by trading a high draft pick for Patrick Marlowe. Well, you Marlo. just don't want to blame the three guys at all, do you? No, I don't think I don't think either of them played. I don't think any of them played particularly poorly. But it's the, about I production. Mean, the, production. Of course. Okay. What well, else? No, it is. What it was just, this it... pirate fan stuff? I, I'm going to get back to that. Have you, what ever was seen, that all you know, about? have you ever seen that big electronic object that hangs above the ice? That's a scoreboard. They're keeping score. I'm aware of that. Montreal won. I know. And the Stars got two goals between them. We're talking today, Zon Kovacevic. He's brought to you by the Walnut Grill American Eatery and Bar. This is good radio, though. I, I will say that. Now, uh, if none of the core goes, who does go? I figure Murray's going to go. Do you agree with that? What do you think the offseason game plan is? I, Jim pretty much put up a red flashing neon sign that Murray's gone. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I, I can appreciate that. I think you do have to make a commitment to Tristan Jari, not just in terms of a contract. Remember, he's RFA too, restricted free agent. And he's going uh, to be earning some cash as well. But he's got to be told that he's the number one guy. And, and this is going to be the first time he's going to have that situation in the NHL. We don't know how he's going to do that. We do know that he handled the summation of 2019 and 20 really well. I think people forget that he went into last year's camp as the absolute dead certain lock to be the number three goalie, if only because of his contract status, that he, he could be sent to Wilkes-Barre without having to clear waivers. He fought through that. He fought his way onto the team, and then he fought his way into outplaying Matt Murray and becoming the Penguins' number one goaltender for a better chunk of the season. But again, I'm going to keep coming back to this. The head coach had just made up his mind that the older player was going to be the guy. There was nothing that was going to change his mind, and he was going to shove Murray back into there. A lot of this mindset, Mark, has to change. Look, blame the core all you want. Okay, that's fine. Blame you can blame so, them up down inside. So, so you and I will agree. We need to bring the agree. core back and let them play as they choose. But we have to change the old mindset. Okay. You, you, no, I'm talking about the, the, no, I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree that they did play as they chose this past year. You saw Evgeny Malkin. I don't care about this past, I don't care about this past year. I don't care about the regular season. I care about the playoffs. 
And you thought they played like some irresponsible way in the playoffs? I don't even get this. They tried to go through the neutral zone when there was no room. They did, and this is the coach's fault. They did that stretch and tip stuff where they soft did. dunks behind it the defense would have worked. They just, they just didn't play the right way, which is kind of they ironic. They didn't, but that does start with the head coach. I know what you're talking about. The little chips into the Montreal zone. What they should have done is had those guys playing with their backs to the. The back, meaning the Montreal defensemen with their backs to the play constantly, and they never did that. I don't think that was a matter of the star guys being stubborn because I didn't see any of the four lines do it. That's true, but the star guy should lead the way, don't you think? By changing the strategy in defiance of the head coach? That's what you want now? You're right. Crosby, Malkin, and Latang are perfect. I hope they play forever. And I hope next year when the teams know better, we remember what my idea was. Uh, and, and again, you know, and now, and now I'm always made to feel like I'm bashing those three. I'm not. I'm looking out no, for the you're not. And I, No, I get what you're saying. They, they needed to produce more. Look, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I just, I look at the Boston Bruins and I see a team that has learned, that has figured out how to build around a core that's even older than the Penguins. But what they never did was they didn't just constantly sell off everything year after year after year to pull it off. You know, they have their David Pasternak. What they've also never done is won more than just the one cup with this group. No, 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 I know. that. Look, nobody would dispute the results of some of this, but there does come a time when you stop doing it. And, you know, we saw some of the trades at the deadline this year where you kind of, I like the Zucker trade, but the Marlowe one was not going to be something that worked out. Well, you see, I I just don't think much is going to change between now and next year, not in style, not in roster, not an execution, not in anything. I, I just. You think, might be right. I think you it's going to be. be right. I think it's going to be a lot be... more of the same. And and I think if it is more of the same, I will say this: they're good enough to make the playoffs. I have no doubt about yeah, that. You might, you, right. You might be right, and you might be a case where instead of like being like Boston, where Boston kept staying with a certain style, that physical style. Well, what they Boston? Have a what team. Boston does is I tweeted earlier. Mm-hmm. Boston is playing a style that fits what their roster is, not what their roster used to be and wants to be. Right, and the Penguins haven't done that. The Penguins have a roster that requires speed, youth, energy, and everything else. And when you saw the Penguins have all those injuries early in this regular season, and they put those all those no-names out there, remember in October and November, and they were playing that system to a T, everything looked great. They looked like the hardest-working, most energetic, together team anywhere. And then they were the ones that went away from that. They did that. Well, no, no, hold it. Rutherford said, Rutherford said yesterday that the team noticeably plays better when a star's out, and then he says we're going to bring back the core. That seems to me to be, however unintentionally, a bit contradictory. Yeah, I, I could see that, but I think he's also looking, and, and not to put words in his mouth, but that he's looking at the rest of the supporting cast in that sense, too, because they can become passengers. In well, who's going, to get tra- who's going to get traded besides Murray? Nobody. I really don't think so. So, so I mean, unless, you know, you know who, then you know you're bringing back the same I, team. You know who one name is I, that I threw out there would be a possibility? Okay. And don't laugh this off, but would be Jared McCann. Even though he is younger, I don't know that he fits here. I'm not sure where he fits positionally. I don't know that there's much value for him, and he's restricted, which means the other team has to sign him. Uh, yeah, no, the only, I know, but the only change I could see, Dejan, is that Joseph and Poulan, you know, get put into into decent roles for young guys, and they stick with them even yeah, yeah. if there's a learning curve. But but mm-hmm. the way Mike Sullivan has coached for how many years uh, doesn't lead me to believe that that will be even considered. 
Me neither. That, and that's actually my biggest concern. And, and you did, you mentioned Pierre Olivier Joseph, and I'm glad you did because he's the guy that sh- we, we had heard at our site that Tom Bellucci, the head coach down at Wilkesbury, felt that Joseph was capable of coming up to Pittsburgh as early as Christmas. That's how well he was playing. Left-handed defenseman who can move. Uh, he's, he's, he's skinny and everything, but he's also strong. He could have been Jack Johnson and or Yuso Rico or something, and you would have had some other level of energy. You know, that's what I'm saying. Is But they, he never even got on. He never got here. Never got on the ice. Never got a chance. Never got a look. You know, and that, that's what I'm talking about. I think that needs to change more than anything else, and I think that's going to be a challenge for this head coach. I really do. Dejan, is always great stuff. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Mark. That's Dejan Kovacevic from DKPittsburghSports.com, brought to us by Walnut Grill, American Eatery and Bar.